Okay, hey everyone, and welcome back to the 5 Tool Podcast. As always, I'm George Klein, and this week we're going to be just having a short mini episode. I'll be talking about the NFL games that happened last weekend, and the games coming up this weekend, of course. And we'll get back to our sort of normal format, normal schedule next week. Uh, just kind of a wild, crazy week for a lot of us, so... I'll just be talking, you know, for 10 to 15 minutes, get into some of this NFL stuff. So last week, it's kind of funny because we came into it thinking that, all right, this is a time for all the underdogs to step up. It's going to be a huge underdog weekend, and it's just going to be absolute madness. We don't know anything. Anything could really happen. Any team could win. And then reality really sunk in and kind of reset itself. And now we're stuck. Well, not stuck because we've got a lot of great matchups, but the teams we expected to be there at the end of the year for this entire season are now there. So let's just take a look at the games that happened last week. So we had the Colts and the Chiefs and coming in, I had picked the Chiefs, but I was really, really sort of frightened of the Colts because you looked at it and they were the hottest team in the NFL, really. They had stepped up, they had started the season something 1-5, I believe. And now all of a sudden had won a playoff game, finished the regular season 10-6. and six. So that's what, that's 10-1 and one in their last 11 games. And in the playoffs, I mean, any team, anytime you can get hot, you never know exactly what can happen. So you were wondering, Patrick Mahomes, as great as he's been, maybe he's a rookie. Chiefs kind of ended the season a little bit sloppily. We weren't quite sure what would happen with that. They had struggled. Um, but then they just really came in and reasserted themselves. And wow, the game was pretty much over just like that. There was a moment when the Colts blocked the punt, got a touchdown, and you thought, okay, maybe we have a game. It's 17-7, to but... They just couldn't stop Mahomes and that Kansas City offense. And it's funny how this is something that I've noticed, at least with myself every year. I sort of forget how good these divisional teams are. And I always overrate the teams coming out of the wild card weekend. And I think a lot of that's sort of clearly due to just the fact that, you know, we've seen them more more recently. And for a wild card team that won in the wild card round, we saw them play their best football most recently. But now you've got Kansas City and wow, you just look at, at the players on that team and I Damian Williams has really stepped up in the running game. He was fantastic at 25 carries, 129 yards. No one could really touch him. And there's not much you can say about Mahomes that hasn't been said already. Some of the most impressive work that, that we've seen forever. And I will say that announcer, the announcers have kind of... Mahomes is the NFL and their sort of guy for the future. So they're going to celebrate everything. But it is kind of funny where you start to get the thing where at the end of every single play, it's like, what a throw by Patrick Mahomes. What great work by Mahomes. No one else can that. And maybe it's a pretty open throw. Maybe he's just running for five yards or whatever. But I mean, the fact remains, you've got Tyreek Hill, you've got Kelsey, you've got Mahomes. That's a dangerous team. I'll get into their matchup with the Patriots in a little bit. Um, so then we had the Cowboys and the Rams. And I thought this was a more competitive game than a lot of people seem to be making it out to be. It ended up, you know, eight points, uh, one possession game, I guess. And everyone's sort of making it seem like the Rams dominated. And I agree, specifically with the running game. I mean, there was no stop for what they were doing with Gurley and CJ Anderson. I just question whether that's a recipe for long-term success. I don't know how long you can rely on just this run-heavy, run-right-down-your-throat, especially now that teams at least have in the back of their mind that that could be a possibility. And the Cowboys, now, the Cowboys are in an interesting spot now because... Yes, they made the playoffs, but are they a spectacular team by any means? No. Dak Prescott, up and down, I still don't fully trust him as a franchise-level sort of quarterback, one who can put you into the playoffs year in and year out. Obviously, Ezekiel Elliott's spectacular. Cooper, uh, you know, hot and cold, but his hot stretches are 
really, really blistering hot. So I like what they did there, but there's been some talk about, is it a problem to go all in right now with this team? Bring Garrett back, bring everyone back. This is your group and this is your core. And yeah, at the end of the day, 10 and six loss in the divisional round. It's great, but the most dangerous thing, and it's something I've said before, the most dangerous thing in the NFL, and that goes for the NBA too, for me at least, is to be mediocre. To be in that 8-8, eight and 9-7, eight, 7-9 and seven, seven and nine range where you're not getting high enough draft picks, but you're not doing anything. So sort of where the Miami Dolphins have operated for the last, I mean, however long. That's, that's what can happen when you get stuck in this cycle. You just kind of maintain stagnancy. You're, you're stuck in that same place. And the Cowboys, obviously... 10-6 and six winning the wild card round, they're not at that place yet, but I wonder if you're relying on guys like Prescott and Cooper, if that's going to become something where they do start to settle into that 9-7 and seven territory and it becomes a real issue for them. The running defense non-existent, CJ Anderson just ran through everyone, that's a terrific story. So I do question, however, if the Rams are... I really actually don't think that the Rams will be able to kind of keep this up. And I don't think that they expect to either. I really believe this was sort of a one-shot deal. And now, again, I'll preview the game in a minute or so, but I just don't trust Jared Goff yet in the big game. So I wonder if he's going to have to make the throws because if a team really commits to stop that running game, what's going to happen? Can you rely on that? So now, moving on to the games from last Sunday, Chargers and the Patriots. I was really disappointed in this game. I didn't expect the Chargers to win just because it's New England in the playoffs and we just know what happens with New England in the playoffs and they were at home where they're a totally different team. The Chargers just came up and no-showed it. They were running, you know, just a defense, just zone that gave Brady so much space. It was so frustrating because, I mean, if you're a football fan, you really just knew what was happening before it, it even happened. Yeah, Brady's gonna, it's it's the classic, what, what they always say, death by a thousand paper cuts. He's going to throw to White for eight yards over and over again. He's going to make those six and seven yard completions, dump it down. And if you're giving the Patriots that much space, it's not going to work. The Chargers just weren't nearly aggressive enough. They needed to come out strong. It's the playoffs. You're in Foxborough. You know that New England's at mad. They're going to give you their best shot at it. So you really, really got to dig down. I don't know. I, I was just pretty disappointed. Another game where it was over before it started. It was like 35-7 at halftime. Heck, it was impressive that they were able to come back to, like, within 13 points in garbage time. But really frustrating game. Again, Rivers, you always wonder with an old quarterback, how long can they keep it up? He's looked, you know, pretty much like his peak self. So I do think that the Chargers will be back next year. They're a really, really good team, but that's a real setback. And I will say, New England with this whole underdog thing, come on. You can't do that. I know that they have to find a way to hype themselves up. I know that Tom Brady needs to find that motivation, but... If you're the New England Patriots, let's just be, you're not the underdog. Stop it. I don't even know how you can fool yourself with that because no one here is sitting and saying, I don't think the New England Patriots can win the Super Bowl. They have no shot. It's the Patriots. We know what they do. We've seen what they've done. Come on. You've won five Super Bowls in this sort of Brady-Belichick era. Come on. And then we had the Eagles and the Saints. This was the best game of the weekend, closest game of the weekend. Eagles came out firing. I mean, in the opening minutes, all... All of a sudden, it's 14 nothing, and you're thinking, oh man, Nick Foles is going to do this again. And then the Saints woke up, and they just shut down the Eagles' offense. New Orleans, I do have questions about the offensive attack. Michael Thomas, unbelievable. I know that Zion has said otherwise on this podcast, but clearly, I mean, at this point, he's if I'm taking one wide receiver right now, I'm personally taking Thomas. He just catches everything. It's unbelievable. But I do wonder if that offensive attack is going to be varied enough. 
especially with the passing game. I just, if they went up against a team like New England, I would be worried about the potential for New England to find a way to shut that down, shut that one receiver off. I don't know. You just think if any team can find a combination, it would be Belichick and, and the Patriots. So first to just talk on the Eagles real quick. Again, I do question the decision to run a play before the two minute warning. It seemed like they just ran the ball, were content to let it run down, chew up some clock, because then if you score, New Orleans doesn't get the ball back. And then all of a sudden, rush a play in with two minutes and one second or whatever, trying to get a couple extra yards. And it would have worked, but Alshon Jeffrey, obviously, ball goes through his hands, interception, crushing way to end the season. But I do wonder just if you're rushing everyone kind of suddenly, if something, if you're just a little off rhythm, a little off balance, that can really come back to bite you. So that's a, so that's a decision that I do question. It's looking, I mean, all accounts indicate that the Eagles will go to Wentz. And now, though, we've had two years where I just wonder, will Wentz ever be able to stay healthy enough? Yes, he has to tone down sort of, it's, it's talked about a lot, that reckless abandonment that he plays with. But I do wonder, I gotta say, it did look like a different team with Nick Foles. So whatever that Foles-esque quality, maybe it's leadership, I don't know. Because really, there's, at least to the naked eye, it just doesn't seem like much of a explanation has been made available to us but teammates just love him rally around him eagles are able to just kind of mount off these miraculous you know comeback wins and plays that you really don't think that they could do that with once and i just wonder you know once i hope now with a more full off season of preparation that he's able to take a step but i was very high on once entering this year looked at him as like an mvp candidate type of guy can't say the same right now we move on to the games for this weekend again like i mentioned before at the top Hopefully my voice doesn't just go, um, but really good game. So we'll start off with the NFC. We've got the Rams and the Saints. That's at 3.05 on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, we know what happened in the regular season. Really fantastic game. Really both these games, both the conference championship games were just offensive, majestic uh, performances in the regular season. So very exciting with that. So if I had to make a call right now, I would go Saints. I feel like overall, I just feel like there's more talent on that team right now. I just feel better about them. And But I will say, neither of the two teams seem like they're playing at their peak selves. When you looked at, say it was week seven and these teams were vying with six and one, seven and one records, it looked like they were just running roughshod over the rest of the league. And now there's been a bit of a regression. So for the Rams, the key for me is Goff. And, you know, he's, he's a quarterback, so clearly he's going to have a big impact on this game. But He's been up and down, especially through this back half of the season. So if he comes out and he throws two picks, the Rams are in major trouble. I look at the Saints. We always talk about them playing in the Superdome. This is why you want to get that one seed. You get that home field advantage. I feel good about them in this game. When I look at Breeze, I look at him, reliable quarterback, reliable. I know that he'll get the job done. That defense has been standing firm the last few weeks, and you can't say the same for the Rams. There's always the question, is this going to be one of those Rams games when they get 40 points scored on them? Marcus Peters really struggles. Sue and that group can't get to the quarterback at all, and they give up 500 yards or whatever. I I feel a lot more confident that the Saints are going to be able to hold the Rams to under 30 points than likewise, clearly. So the Lions, New Orleans, minus 3.5. I am I would take New Orleans on that. I feel like this is a touchdown win game, and I mean just... Off the top of my head, maybe something like 35 to 28. It's going to be an offensive battle with all of the talent from Gurley to Thomas. This won't be a 15 to 10 type of game. It'll be offensive. It'll be good. I do look for Kamara and Ingram. I want to see a little bit more of them. If the Saints can just have a, 
a slightly rounded offense, slightly more rounded offense for me than the Super Bowl pick. So now we go to the Patriots and the Chiefs. Another really good game. Instant classic, that Sunday night game. So it's at Arrowhead. They were talking a lot earlier in the week about how cold it was supposed to be and shockingly, game-changingly cold, below freezing. It seems like it's moderated quite a bit. I think it's going to be you know slightly below freezing, but if you're in the NFL, nothing, and you're playing in Kansas City and New England, I'm, you're not going to be very faced by that. I hate to say it, I'm going to take New England in this game. I mean, I don't want to. I love to watch Mahomes. I love to watch Kansas City. I don't want to end up with another New England Super Bowl, but... At a certain point, it's been my take all along. I'm going to pick New England until it doesn't happen because time and time again, people have said that it's over. People have, have made a great statement that the dynasty is over and it never seems to end. So until it actually happens, I'm going to stick with New England. With that said, though, Kansas City looks awfully good in this game. I just can't see New England's defense mustering up much against Kansas City. And I think if you look at where the two teams have gone since that Sunday night game, I feel more comfortable about Kansas City's place, even though they had some struggles at the end of the season, because we I like the defensive strides that they've made, have made more of an effort, have been able to stop the run. I think that's good. And with New England, lost a lot of momentum, lost a lot of luster. Offensive attack, I think they looked a lot better against the Chargers than they actually are, just because the Chargers were playing so off them. And again, just pretty disappointed about that game but i i'm turning towards kansas city for this one but kansas city looking good the question is are they going to be able to stop new england andy reed too a question you know you really want andy reed to win this game he deserves it he's been such a good head coach for so long but with three minutes left in a close game i would be nervous if i was a kansas city fan want to make sure that you use those timeouts correctly and whatnot so Should be a great competitive game. Again, my picks are the Saints and the Patriots. We'll see how that works out. And then next week, well, we've got two weeks in between, you know, Sunday and then the Super Bowl. So my hope would be that Harper and Machado sign so that we can do sort of a big MLB episode and then move on to the Super Bowl episode. But depending on what happens, we'll be adjusting that sort of schedule. So thank you for listening. If you did, we'll have a longer episode next week. and, And I'll talk to you again later.